Hey everyone, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software development firm based out of Virginia. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej. I'm very happy to be here with Lori Darley. She has been coaching and training leaders for the past 24 years, and prior to that, a dancer, choreographer, and artistic director, touring internationally for 20 years. She is the CEO and founder of Conscious Leaders. Welcome, Lori. Hello. So good to be with you, Dij. Good to have you here. Thanks for your time. Yeah, absolutely. So to get us started, can you tell me and us... Um, Firstly, about your history, because it's, it seems like you've got such a great history. Um, I want to know how you ended up where you are today with, with that background. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, every ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a dancer. It was my way of expressing myself, connecting to that which cannot be seen. You know, my my spiritual way of, uh, I, I, I don't know that you would call it worship, but it was my way of connecting to my source. And I turned that into my career. I co-founded a dance company and um, had extraordinary experiences and ran a company and trained professional dancers. So one of the things that I recognized during that time is that you know training high-performance athletes is a lot like training um, leaders in business. And um, I had learned at a very early age that there was some connection between how we think and the reality that we experience, our own perception. And I was always very curious about that. So um, basically in 2000, um, after hiring myself a coach to help me with my company, and it was artistic and it was wonderful artistically, but it didn't pay the bills. Um, I, uh, basically got trained as, and declared myself. And literally it was, I was inventing a future. I raised my hands over my head and said, I am a transitions coach. And I was trained by one of the, um, uh, just, uh, very well-known, uh, executive business coach, um, in, uh, that does a lot of work in New York and LA, Dr. David Zellman, who's now a dear friend and mentor. And um, it was um, early on that I landed my first corporate gig that also then landed me to um, landed me uh, on, um, as I say, uh, oh, in, uh, my, for a, a 15 year stint with the B, with the BNSF railroad um, as a coach and um, class facilitator um, and did some curriculum development for them as well. And I rebranded as conscious leaders in, in 2015, not because it was a self-congratulatory look at me, I'm a conscious leader, but more as a stake in the ground. Uh, for my own ongoing um, development as both a coach and also um, uh, becoming and uh, continuing my my pursuit of, you know, being the best support and supporting others in expanding their own awareness on behalf of maximizing their impact. Um, it's my belief that business can be a force for good in the world. And it requires conscious leadership for us to be able to do that. Uh, I love that. That's amazing. Um, I love that you've taken your whole lifestyle and your story and you've, you've turned it into 
a business, um, a high impact business at that. So it's really inspiring. Um, Thank you. I want to know, I'm sure you've had many challenges in the past 24 years. <laughs> I want to know yeah. what, what have been the biggest ones, firstly in terms of getting started, um, scaling, and then ongoing challenges that you face regularly. How do you tackle them? Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, it's funny. Um, where, where, wherever there's drama in your life, have you ever noticed that you're that you're there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so um, the biggest transition for me at the beginning was shifting from someone who had been classically trained um, and sort of like this idea of perfection and it's shifting from this idea of kind of performing to more of a stance, if you will, of sensing and of listening. And, um, you know, it required me to really understand what some of the, I'll say, um, ancient principles of um, a well-lived life um, and what are, you know, sort of more, just learning more about how the brain operates. So there was an educational piece, which was both conceptual and very practical in terms of how to literally coach. And I, I did a lot of that, quite frankly, on the job training, right? You don't, I've, I'm, I've never been one to sit back and say, um, well, I'm not going to do anything until I actually have all of these credentials. I'm going to get my credentials along the way, which is what I did. And, um, you know, suffer the suffer the poor folks who started with me early on. I look back and I think, oh, gosh, I hope that I I hope I hope I serve them well. Um, but, you know, other challenges were things like um when I was working for the railroad, um, I did know it's, it, it's always what you don't know. You don't know that bites you on your buns, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and, um, what I didn't know about organizational development was that some organizations are more progressive than others. And I was brought in for the, to the railroad to, um, uh, because of my first corporate experience between, um, uh, sort of this management and union environment in a chemical plant um, and the conflict that was there. Um, because of that, the railroad had just recently um, started a leadership program. And that was the year I was brought in was the first year that first line supervisors who are uh, mostly at that time are folks that had either come up through the union or through the military um, and it was a vastly different population and nothing like I had really ever, um, well, except for that one time, uh, dealt with. And I was a newly um, credentialed uh, somatic coach, which means that I was had finally gained some skills around um, embodiment, if that makes sense. Um, and becoming an embodied leader. And uh, what it gave me freedom to do was to actually enter into the emotional space, the emotional territory of our, our human endeavors to um, uh, and, and be able to support people and not be 
not be a pretend therapist. So it gave me my own sort of um, way of operating. I tried to incorporate that uh, colleague of mine. We partnered and we developed a whole program. It had been approved and it was crushed by the coaches who were very uncomfortable. We were actually um, our, our own training in somatics incorporated the concepts of Aikido, um, which is a, a defensive martial, a Japanese martial art form. And it, it we were weren't doing Aikido, but we were doing a leader in a leadership context, but it did, it did mean contact, physical contact. And it was way too soon. What the, what the organization needed and what our module actually uh, turned into was a, um, a primer on emotional intelligence. And that was what was appropriate. And, you know, that was one of those things that I didn't know what I didn't know, but boy, did I learn a lot then. And it was um, it was a great failure for me to actually um, experience that. Um, let's see your other the second ha back half of your question was about scaling. Is that right? Yeah. So what what have been the challenges um, in scaling to where you are today? It's the classic on the business or in the business kind of thing. I don't think that there's probably any surprises there, but right now um, I'm using an organization who has um, special um, it, sort of breaking the, the not breaking, but um, working with, that's a better term, working with the algorithms of LinkedIn to um, just, you know, elevate my, my offer. Um, and in such a way that uh, gets me out of my, you know, sort of protected post-COVID. I know who my clients are. I work with two other um, consultancies. And so when you're doing work uh, with other consultancies, what I'm helping them do is scale their business, <laughs> right? And so um, I'm focused on more on, uh, I'm still working with them and probably will for um, a while, but scaling my business is about, um, you know, really focusing on the offers of conscious leaders. Okay, amazing. Um, it, it's it's amazing to hear your story. I'm really enjoying learning more about your history. Um, what What is your overall business strategy? Is Do you get most of your clients through LinkedIn? Is that what you said? That hasn't been the case in the previous years, um, prior to COVID and through COVID, um, I just had clients show up. You know, I, I didn't have to do any biz dev. Um, and so I was just servicing my clients, right? And then occasionally I'd have a conscious leaders opportunity. I worked with um, various uh, companies, uh, a, a uh, um, you know, a, a company that a marketing company, a, you know, a, a healthcare organization um, under the banner of conscious leaders. So um, it was, it was, it was a blessing, quite frankly, because then I just showed up and did what I do really well, which is coach and lead and facilitate and transform people's lives. Um, and now I'm in that space of enrolling people. Um, and that's my word for selling, <laughs> um, which is a completely different um, 
I'll say, approach to developing my business. I'm uh, the the thing that I'm currently hoping to take to scale um, is my Conscious Leaders Wisdom Circle, and that will be a um, it's a peer support group that does both um, leadership development and masterminding um, uh, exercises to tap into the collective wisdom of the group um, and create sort of a um, innovation lab where people get to develop themselves at the same time as leaders. Okay, amazing. Um, that sounds awesome. So you you only started using LinkedIn after COVID, is that because you wanted to scale because you wanted more business or did people stop coming to you through word of mouth? Uh, it's a great question. So um, when I uh, chose to step into this uh, wisdom circle thing, I had, I, I had quite a good following. I wrote a book called Dancing Naked, Claiming Your Power as a Conscious Leader back in, it was published in 2016. And so I had done a little bit of, you know, a lot of uh, Facebook and LinkedIn kind of posting, but I was sort of hovering at that same realm. And I was, as I was thinking about filling the wisdom circle, I thought, oh, great. I'll just, you know, check into my uh, network and sure it's going to be easy greasy. Well, it's a, it's a, um, it is, it's not, you know, it's not a hundred dollar an hour coaching gig. <laughs> it's, it's a year long journey. And it require and, and my standards are high in terms of um, who I who I'm uh, like to attract um, conscious capitalists, uh, social impact investors, purpose driven leaders, servant leaders, people who have a purpose higher than themselves, and they want to have a positive impact in the world. And they're also on a little bit on their journey as a um, in developing themselves. In other words, they don't faint when you say, well, how, how, how much self-awareness do you have about yourself when you're in conflict? How emotional, you know, how are you able to manage your emotions? What emotions? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm, I'm, uh, are you familiar with the strengths finder? The what? Sorry. Strengths finder. Uh, no. it's a, yeah. It's a, you know, it's one of those assessments that you do and it you, you you name your top five strengths and one of my top five strengths is a maximizer so put very simply in dance terms I was not interested in in you know teaching two-year-olds how to stand in first position in a strip mall shopping center and have to deal with parents for the rest of my life I wanted to deal with the talented and gifted at the special high schools so a bit of a snob when it came to dance and the the wisdom circle is not about um, working with people at the beginning of their journey. It's not that I won't work with people at the beginning of their journey, but not just not at the wisdom circle level. So I needed to expand um, my network and I needed to um, uh, get more trained. I, I knew what the concepts of enrollment were, but you know, true enrollment is not about pushing. It's about matching, right? And making sure that that person um, really has an experience of value um, that I don't have to sell them, right? So I'll take them through a conversational experience where they get to have a breakthrough. And um, then I pose the, the question. So can you imagine a community of leaders around you who are committed to you having 
breakthroughs and who you also can use your own wisdom and support others as well. So there's a real symbiotic relationship um, that and, and intimacy that gets built. And quite frankly, after COVID, and this is what drove me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit fed up with the virtual. I, I want to be in a room of beating hearts and um, hopefully breath that doesn't stink. A hundred percent. That's been a huge shift is this whole virtual world. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing you mentioned that I, I want to ask more about is that you do a matchmaking sort of process. Um, so with that being said, do you, do you decline people from making use of your services? Yes. Okay. That, that's super interesting because most of the time when you're scaling a business, you want <laughs> as much business as possible, even if you know they're going to be a tough client or, but I guess for, for the type of work you do it, it's, it's important that you believe that they are the it's, right fit. It's the curation. It's the curation of the community that is my heaviest lift. Okay. Right. So psychological safety is not, does not come, you can't buy it in a bottle, right? It's something that has to get co-created and we are, um, I think we're all feeling a little awkward when, in, when we're with people after so long, not being with people. Do, you, do we need to go back off camera? Sorry. I just have, I wanted to see you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I prefer it. Um, and I agree. I remember like, even still now when I'm going to my friends' houses and greeting their moms, I, I don't know if I should like fist bump them, elbow them or hug them. Like we used to hug them. We used to hug and kiss them all the time. And then this shift came where we just stay away. We elbow touch them like from far or fist bump them. It was like, it's been a weird, weird time, but things now slowly are feeling a bit more normal, which is great. Just in time for COVID to come back and visit us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's crazy times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to ask you, we are running out of time, unfortunately, but I, before we go, I do have a few more questions. I want to know if you were to rate your level of satisfaction with your business today out of 10, what would that be? Eight. Eight. Okay. And if we were to meet again in three years time and I'd ask you the same question, what would you want it to be? Well, I know, I know for a fact that most people don't want to say 10 because it sort of seems like it's the end of the line. And the, the truth is I could say 10 right now because there's so many, you know, uh, there's, so, there's so many ways that I'm satisfied with it. But there is this new, new adventure called collective wisdom. And so for me, a 10 would be that these, that I'm not only doing the wisdom circle, but I'm doing a circle for entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, I'm doing circles for um, people at the beginning of their leadership journey who really need to be um, introduced to things in a safe space without feeling lectured to. Okay. 100%. So I'm a, big fan. I'm a big fan of improv. I use improv 
to help people get out of their fear of failure and looking good. Like just, you know, just, just be a mess, be a mess, fail. The more you fail, the quicker you can get to where you want to go. Yeah. hundred percent. I think as long as you don't take failure as an option to quit and you learn from it, then it's, it's not really a failure in my view. Yeah. Um, So so we we are unfortunately out of time, but before we go, what is one piece of advice you would give to business owners looking to succeed um, in general and in your industry as coaches? It's all about you. So do your own work first. Understand what makes you tick. Understand what triggers you. Take responsibility and ownership for what's yours. And then create a compelling vision and encourage people to own their own results. Amazing. Thank you so much, Laurie. And thank you for being on the show. Uh, What is the best way for people to reach out to Laurie Darley if you have any offers for them to take advantage of or if they just want to follow your journey? Well, I'm on LinkedIn at, at Rory Darley or however they handle it at on LinkedIn, um, L-O-R-I-D-A-R-L-E-Y. My website is Conscious Leaders. You have to know how to spell conscious at C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S leaders, plural, dot U-S, as in conscious leaders are us, not <laughs> and <laughs> And um, my email is Lori at consciousleaders.us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Lori. You bet, did you?